Everyone has a life online as well as in the real world. It's unavoidable. So as believers, we need to figure out how to balance these two lives when it comes to our calling, our content, and our communities, right? There are those who are only living in the online space and those who completely reject the online world entirely as if it's evil. So how do we navigate these things? Let's talk about it. You're listening to Above Approach Church Podcast, a podcast created for the local church. Our goal is to tackle tough church issues through thoughtful conversations like the one you're about to hear. Whether you're a church leader or a layperson, we pray this episode empowers you to play your role within the global, timeless family of God. This is Above Approach Church Podcast. Tanner, we live in a digital age, you and I, my yeah. friend. Yes, we do. It is unavoidable. Very much so. And people want to completely disregard the online world because of the potential for evil, mm. or they want to spend every waking moment in the online world. Right. Like we're playing Digimon or something. If you Ooh. get it, you get it. Digimon was dope. For those of you that watched Digimon growing up in the 90s, mm. you my people. Listen, everyone has a life online and in the real world. It's just inescapable with the culture we live in. Sure. As believers, you know, when it comes to our calling, when it comes to the content we create, the communities we're in, and even just living as those who create, we're creatives by nature, made in the image of God. How do we navigate these things so that we don't fall into these unhealthy extremes of forget the online space entirely, it's evil, don't go there, Satan mm-hmm. wants to trap you there forever, versus those who are like, what, I have real people in my life? How did I, I've been on Instagram for 12 hours straight. So what we need to do is learn how to balance these two lives as believers. What mm-hmm. are some initial thoughts you have when it comes to, if I were to ask you, hey, Tanner, how do we balance these two lives as believers um, and, and employ the digital space, employ the online mm-hmm. resources and tools and platforms we have for the glory of God mm-hmm. without neglecting our physical life and friends and family. How do yeah. we, what are some helpful tips to doing that? Maybe mm-hmm. not like examples, but tips, instruction, mm-hmm. uh, a worksheet I can check, a bunch of check boxes I can check off every day to make yeah. sure I'm not falling into an unhealthy extreme. Yeah, I would say to start off, um, you know, not to neglect either, you know, one or like picking one side necessarily. You don't have to necessarily make a choice of I have to solely be a part of this type of community because um, I think God can move in both ways. And, mm-hmm. you know, it both of them can be a resource in their own way, you know, in the physical um, communities that we're a part of. There's definitely a uh, it's it feels more natural, right, to do that. Um and not as foreign as the online world as we're, you know, starting to develop um, these online communities. They're starting mm-hmm. to become more popular and things like that. Uh, I would say not to neglect, you know, either one um, because both of them could be a resource for you in your life. And um, I think along with that, uh, it's important to place yourself in a healthy uh, manner of, you know, taking a part in both um, because I think there there can be a balance, and we're we're talking about that, you know, today. So that's what I would say to start. Jeez. Off. Jeez. There are some people who, you know, honestly, the online space is not for you at all, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, you know, maybe your background, maybe your your temptations, and you'd rather just that's fine. I respect you, and I and I respect that thoughtful, prayerful decision. Hopefully, you made. So we're not so much talking to you people who are like 
no, I've decided at the conviction in my heart is that I'm going to stay completely offline. That's really hard, first of all. But, you know, mm-hmm. if you can do it, more power to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe there's such potential um, in the online space to create community, to complement what God's doing in my life and in the physical church that I have. Mm-hmm. There's so much opportunity um, for God to complement that. So hopefully as we talk through these things, uh, we'll start with the content we're creating music, maybe you're a live streamer, you play video games, whatever you're creating, art. Mm -hmm. um, We just want to help you navigate these things so you don't just get sucked into the online space and live there um, Mm -hmm. and never open your your shades. Uh, But we also want to help you see the value if you are like purely physical and you're like, I only live in the physical world. I'll never mm-hmm. have my head in a phone. Mm-hmm. We want to help you see, you know, at least some potential value that you've maybe never considered. So creating content, um, we as physical churchgoers, I'm going to assume that you guys have a local church. Mm-hmm. Um, in some way, shape, or form, like you're called to use your gifts. Yeah. Um, in some way, shape, or form, we're creating some kind of atmosphere and culture where we go at work, at home. Mm-hmm. We're creating content with our hands um, that will relay a message. We talked about content the last episode, yeah. how it's mm-hmm. pretty much just anything you create that has the uh, ability to impact someone sure. uh, in the direction of Jesus, right? Um, and so really content becomes such an umbrella term at that point, and it's yeah. not restricted to just video or audio now. So how do we, as those who specifically are thinking, I, I have a calling, I really want to make Mm-hmm. helpful content for the church, mm-hmm. digital platforms, live streams, music, uh, I don't know, worksheets, art, the the list goes on and on, you know, uh, maybe you want to make video games, that'd be dope. Um, how do we do that in a healthy way that doesn't neglect the physical or the online? In other words, how mm-hmm. do we mesh the two? And, and let me use a helpful example, um, pastors, for those of you that are pastors or, or you go to a church where your, your church live streams the service, mm-hmm. which is pretty much everyone now, mm-hmm. uh, except the, the Amish people probably. <laughs> um, if you're a pastor or you go to a church where live streaming happens, the pastor is preaching for the physical church community, the people mm-hmm. who are sitting in those seats. But there's also this weird kind of dilemma where there are people on the other side of this camera too. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got to talk to them. And in that sense, you know, the pastor is communicating directly to the people in front of him and directly on the other side of the live stream, mm-hmm. sitting on their couch, hopefully not butt naked or anything like that, but they're <laughs> they're digesting the sermon. That'd be weird to watch a sermon butt naked. I don't know if I, I would, would be able to do I that. I would feel very uncomfortable. Because I'd, I'd feel seen. Um, so, you know, pastors who are doing that, you're creating a an online atmosphere for the people who can't come to your church. Maybe right. they're bedridden or sick yeah. or can't get a ride that day. And you're, you're considering them when you make your content. Maybe your sermon material is like, I'm going to touch on those people who are still COVID 2020. They're stuck on the couch. They haven't come back to church. Mm-hmm. And you include them. Like you shape your content with them in mind as well as the person in front of you. That's a helpful example when I, when I mean like we're creating content that balances the digital world with the real physical world I'm mm-hmm. in and I'm and I'm and I'm kind of meshing the two so you know how do we do that in a healthy way that doesn't neglect one over the other if you have anything if you don't yeah that's uh, that's tough for me you're going to have to come Skip. back come back to me on that one over reverse card yeah cuz i don't know there's there's so many ways that you can go about doing that but i would just say I, I I can't even say anything. I, I so can't, you're a musician. 
Yeah. You play music. Yeah. You could lead worship at church on Sundays. Uh huh. You're using your church. You're, you're using your church. You're using your gifts for the, mm-hmm. the people in front of you. You also have the potential, and you have. Mm-hmm. You've made music, and it's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you can find Tanner Copernell, and he's on there. He's making music in a digital mm-hmm. form, a, mm-hmm. the content that can be digested mm-hmm. online. Uh, maybe you also make YouTube videos. You know, showing people your song and doing acoustic versions or whatever it sure. is. Like, yeah. so, so now you've, you've taken your gift, you've taken the content that you hold dear to your heart music, mm. and you're delivering truth, you know, the, the gospel, hopefully, or anything that encourages people. Okay. And you're doing yeah. physical and online. Yeah. Or think about your photography, mm-hmm. right? You put it out there online, you also put physical photos in people's albums mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Now what comes to Thank mind? Because I think the light bulb yeah. came on. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think everybody like listening light to this can, can like see the light bulb above my head. Uh, so it's it's good to use your gifts, I think, in all areas because multiple communities can be blessed by your gift. Um, and I don't want to use that as a gateway to like our pride, but I do want to put it as God can be glorified through your giftings in all aspects. And so I, for me as an artist or like, as I mean, a creative, like I'm not somebody that's just going to completely neglect the physical. You know, I personally want to use my gifts for my, you know, physical local church that I'm a part of as well. Like, yeah, I could use my photography skills or my videography skills and, you know, help bless the church. Like, Hey, I can do this for free. Cause I have, you know, the gifts and things like that. So, which I've thought about doing. Um, and it's because I, you know, want to use that gift to bless the church and to give them a resource or tools to use, you know, they could use it for graphics, they can use it for videos, mm-hmm. etc. Um, but I don't want to just isolate one area because I just want to choose to do that. I can, I can use it and, and bless people with it. So, yeah, I mean, think about how everyone live streams, everything. It's kind of stupid, but on TikTok you can see a guy like working in a jelly bean factory and he's got like <laughs> 6,000 people watching and bro, 6,000 people are so bored. They want to watch you <laughs> bottle jelly beans. So, I mean, everyone live streams every mm-hmm. part of that. We just live in that kind of culture. So what an incredible opportunity mm-hmm. um, for us to potentially reach far more people with the gospel and our gifts. So mm-hmm. for you, let's say you're leading worship at house church or Sunday, yeah. and you, 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 you stream that on Instagram, and mm-hmm. someone on the other side of the world ends up finding it, and it's the song they needed, just deeply just convicted mm. their heart and draw, drew them back to Jesus. You have no idea. They don't tell you. But that, that's what I mean is there's a there's a potential for my gifts to be exercised online. That's that's how I started this. That's mm-hmm. how I started online ministry is yeah. COVID shut everything down. My kids were on TikTok. So I thought, let mm-hmm. me make the TikToks. And I made the TikToks. <laughs> and I got on live stream and one of my videos mm-hmm. blew up and I started seeing people were benefiting. So I thought, whoa, I can teach and preach through a screen? How bizarre. And yeah. it was working. People yeah. were being encouraged and convicted and they're like, I'm coming here every day. And then COVID kind of, um, just kind of melted away a little bit in California. And mm. they were like, go back to work. And we're like, well, we got so comfortable letting you give us money for free mm. and, uh, had to go back. And, and I, I kept that, there was a tension. Like I have physical people, youth, I'm paid to serve and, you know, by the church, but I also have an online community that, that I honestly left, unattended and neglected for about a year and a half 
never mm-hmm. did anything because I got back to physical church ministry. Sure. If someone told me, bro, you can mesh the two, I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have somehow meshed the two and used my gifts. And that's how I started even before this, not to make it about me, but before I ever had an opportunity to teach mm-hmm. anywhere, I would put my phone on one of those little stands, like right there, and on my bunk bed that I had since like fifth grade with my brother, living at our Bell Road house, him probably like already on the top bed, still waking up, I would record myself reading Galatians, fumbling through my words. You can't find the videos online, I won't let you. you I was stumbling, <laughs> or I didn't know what I was saying, and I was practicing, I was exercising my mm-hmm. gift, and I'd put it on YouTube, because mm-hmm. I thought it was good. That was like my son bringing me like, you know, his third three-year-old drawing and going, it's beautiful, right? And I was like, look how good it is. It was not good, but I, I at least was exercising my gift in the only way I knew how in an, mm. in a digital format, putting it online, you know, it reached like three people, yeah. but that was my way of expressing my gifts and using mm-hmm. them first before I ever got into physical ministry, Yeah, firstly in a digital space. So that's kind of why I have a heart for the online world. I guess. Yeah, and I think it's cool too because you don't know what lifelong connections, uh, relationships that you can build out of it. Uh, that's also another you know important part part about it is that community. your your gift can draw in your community, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, you know, I've I've built lo- like lifelong eternal relationships because I put myself out there or I was on the receiving end of someone else's gift. So, you know, somebody for me, uh, that's really spoken into my life that I've never even met in person is someone that goes by the name of Trey Van Camp. Uh, he's on YouTube and, um, on Instagram and Facebook. And he has been such an encouragement to me because he's a church planner and he's a, he's a dad of three girls and he's a, he's a husband. And so like, he just goes throughout his life and encourages people on his church planting, you know, how that's going, his life as a father, as a husband, his life as a creator. So that, that really spoke to me and has inspired me, um, to not only create and to improve my art and things like that, but also just to be encouraged by other creatives as well who are putting their gift out there and things like that. So you don't know what type of connections that you will make that will not only encourage, you know, your, your soul, your, your faith walk and things like that, like Trey has done for me. Um, but also to encourage your gifts, you know, to Mm -hmm. even grow your gifts. I mean, there's plenty of people there. Sean Cannell, uh, who's on, I forget his, gosh, his, the think media? thank you. Think media who is a believer as well. Um, but he uses solely like, I mean, some of the crazy tech stuff that even I don't understand that he uses as a resource to teach people, believers or non-believers. And, you know, you don't know who you can, you know, draw into, uh, or pour into, um, as you're creating and, and using your gift, which is cool because as, you know, creatives, as Christians, it's sometimes we, we focus so much solely on, well, this is just for the church. This is just for my, you know, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Well, it's actually, I mean, it's, it's for reaching people. It's reaching the lost as well. I'm sure for you, Jason, you know, that's a big part about your ministry is reaching those who might not know Jesus or who are curious about who Jesus is and the lives that you have touched. You know, I'm sure it's, it's countless. So, yeah, I, I agree. In fact, some people who are listening are probably going, you know, but my art or my music or my, you know, fill in the blank, whatever practical skill I can use to, to, to share the gospel, that it's not worth putting online because 
we live in a world where it's like, well, if it won't make me a lot of money or it won't mm. grow really big mm. um, or if it won't grow a really big following, then it's not worth my time if mm. I can't make a career out of it. That's false, man. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be an additional supplemental way for you to find community, for you to reach other people who are just like you that God's going to use in your life in the next few seasons. Mm-hmm. If God is calling you in any capacity to share your gifts, to share the truth of God's word, uh, to create content in an online space on Instagram, you know, you put up pictures of your art mm-hmm. or on Twitter, you, you just share the revelations God's been giving you in the mornings or, um, I don't know, you go live on rumble cause you're like, YouTube won't silence me, baby. <laughs> if that's you, then do it, man. And, and leave the results in God's hands, but don't neglect the huge opportunity there is to speaking of community. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that, mm-hmm. build community in the online world in addition to, and this is all in addition to the physical life you have, yeah. the physical church you have, the physical expression of your gifts and the content you make in the real world. Tanner's not just going to only do online stuff and neglect real world people who come with their right. requests going, hey, can you shoot my wedding? No. Heck no. You're not <laughs> online. You're not in South Africa. I'm only online. Yeah. There's a huge potential to even see the online translate into the physical. Mm-hmm. I've met quite a few people who you know watched my live streams and found me and they're, I met them in real life. Like, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they've become good friends and we built relationships and that would have never happened if I didn't go, you know what, I can teach to people face to face, but I can also teach on a YouTube live stream. And, you know, people have found me and I've found them through that. And it's been amazing. God does a lot. So yeah. building community physically as well as online, I guess let's start with why. Hmm. Why is it helpful for me? I have my physical church. I've been there 86 years. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've seen nine pastors come through. I've been there, man. I go to men's study faithfully every Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why would I need to add another layer of complexity to my life and complicate my life even more? Mm-hmm. And we're not saying this is for everyone, but we're just saying here are the benefits to it. Mm-hmm. Um, why should someone consider finding an out an online outlet uh, for church or community besides their Sunday mm. service or their, 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 their home church besides that. Yeah. Why? Th- I mean, think about the amount of diversity that you'll find. Not, I mean, not, I'm not even just, you know, talking about race. I'm just talking about like the lives, you know, the, the amount of people that you can be impacted by, um, just by being a part of a, honestly, a global, like, online community, um, kind of like how, above, you know, Above Approach Ministries Discord is, where you can find a lot of different people who have these different, you know, views and ideas and uh, philosophies, theologies, like, all that, who come in and they're there to encourage one another, right? They're they're there to uh, learn more about who Jesus, Jesus is, to do Bible studies, you know, all those different things, and when you can be around a diverse group that might have a different view as you, you can actually be opened. Uh, your eyes can be opened to, to different things that maybe you didn't see before. And it's because you invested your time. into something that you might not have done before, or that you might not have been comfortable with, or even people that you've never met before because you took that step and realized there's something more to life and to my my faith walk than just the local physical um that global. The, we're a global church yeah man. exactly like i can i can you know be encouraged by the different you know miracles that are happening in people's lives the different you know things that they're learning in, in right. scripture and things like that it's it's good to have these conversations because 
your eyes can be open to good things, um, you know, that can help improve your faith walk. So You get out of your echo chamber, man. Some of you have been in the same echo chamber for so long, you're afraid to hear other perspectives on things that you are really, you know, you hold very tightly to. Yeah. And, you know, you have, a home, you have a hometown echo chamber. You have a local church echo chamber. You have a, you know, friend group echo chamber where you, you only, like, hang out with typically the human... Uh, Human nature is to go find people that agree with me on most things so I can build a life with them and it's not going to complicate things. What I found in the online space is you realize you're a part of a global church even more so mm. because when you attend your physical church, you're like, sweet, like missions. And But when you interact with someone from South Africa and then someone else you know, from Taiwan says, I want to share from the scriptures and someone mm. else from Canada goes, here's what's happening. You're like, whoa, that's right. Mm-hmm. Shoot, the world's so much bigger than me. You, you meet people with diverse perspectives, mm. with different theology that could actually challenge you or you could challenge them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you build relationships with people. Like you said, I've, you and I have both met lots of people online. And even if a lot of them we haven't met physically, mm. some of those relationships are stronger than a lot of the physical ones I may have or mm-hmm. you may have mm-hmm. uh, because you keep in contact. There's such a, a, a bunch of reasons why there's such value in looking for a good, solid online church community in addition to your physical one. You might even mm. meet people who are going to come to your physical local church who you will you know, aid in missions, who you're going to be a part of helping like out, all the way out there and like you know, South Korea and your church gets involved, like you don't know how your physical mm. church community and online community can come together. Yeah. And one of our first episodes, we talked about like what we have done as modern Christians is confine the church to comfort. And I think one of the cool parts about being a part of an online global church is that you get to see that there's more than what meets the eye, like what I see on a local um, basis, I can actually see that there's more to the church than just my American church that I've been a part of exactly. or where, wherever you're at. And so we've confined the church to comfort, but then also just a part of our local reality when there's actually a lot more to the church than just, you know, what we've witnessed. And it's cool because when you're a part of that online global church, you get to you know, witness things that might not, you know, happen necessarily here. You know, you hear stories about mm-hmm. churches in Canada that are, you know, facing persecution and, um, you know, they're dealing with actual like, you know, uh, the government overpowering, the, you know, the church and different things like that. And it kind of puts you in a place of like, oh, like it, it almost causes you to let go of your entitlement because mm-hmm. we're so comfortable here, right, with uh, having, you know, freedom in the church in this current, you know, state of life. And so, I, I think it's cool to be a part of uh, hearing these testimonies and hearing these people's lives where they're encouraged by even suffering uh, and, and being a part of that. It, it convicts you and, and, you know, encourages you in so many different ways. So we touched on why it's a benefit to really think about finding an online community of believers to, you know, fellowship with here mm-hmm. and there or um, whatever that may look like for you. There, there's so much value in that. Kind of back to the content thing. I didn't really answer this question. Mm. How important is it to use your gifts uh, or create content in a digital way beyond just the physical world? Yeah. Is not just different people you'll reach, not just different um, communities you might interact with, but when it comes to like you, you will find different challenges. Mm. You'll sharpen your gifts in different ways. And it's not just about you, 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 you profiting, but 
um, you, boom, boom, <laughs> but actually other people on the other side of your gift and your talents mm. who you might never even meet are going to really be impacted. So, I mean, there's incredible potential for not just, and, and this is why we find communities because now I have an outlet uh-huh. with people I love to use my gifts. We're not just saying go post on social, social media and hope for the best. Maybe some of you will do that. Yeah. But find a community and go, hey, could this potentially be, when you look for a community, don't just look for like who will benefit and impact me. Look for, is this a place I could that could be an outlet for my gifts and mm-hmm. um, allow me to sharpen and uh, encourage people with what God has shown me and, and done in me. So um, we'll, we'll speak to creators now, okay. people who are parents creating atmospheres for your children. You're creating disciples, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you're creating, uh, whether you like it or not, some kind of, um, I don't know, like if you're a homeschool mom, you're creating homework and, and content for your kids and you're, mm-hmm. you're trying to formulate the best way to teach them about God or you're in leadership at church, you're developing sermons, youth group studies, um, mm-hmm. or you're online, whatever it is, okay, music, you're a video game streamer, more power to you, buddy. But being <laughs> a creator for the physical church and the online space, um, how do you balance your physical presence in the church Right, with that online dimension of I also create content here because I've seen some people like for instance let's just say you hypothetically yeah sure. or like I lead worship at church on Sundays uh-huh. and you're getting paid supporting your family and then all of a sudden here comes an online opportunity to start leading worship on a Zoom call I don't know mm-hmm. uh, for an online community of, of like twelve people and you're like yeah. you know what I'm leaving my physical church completely cutting mm-hmm. myself off from all physical fellowship mm-hmm. and I'm going to this online church every day and and then you end up kind of hurting yourself in the process and yeah. a lot of bad things happen and mm-hmm. you're like, how did I get here? Well, you kind of forgot that like the online isn't ultimate. You know, there are people. So, so as, as we live in 2023, we need to learn how to see the world mm. with both these uh, worlds colliding. Mm. Yeah. And how do we do both, you know, at like the church who live streams their service and like, well, we want to mm-hmm. make sure people online are involved or the people who are creating, um, let's just say you go to, the Village Church. They do a great job of yes. creating resources for anyone around the world for free. They're yeah. not just in-house killing it in a good way, not killing animals. I'm saying they're like killing it. They're doing a good job. <laughs> but they're also like, hey, this content we're making for us, mm-hmm. let's push it out to other churches and benefit them. Like, how do you do that yeah. without being so focused in the online space that you neglect your people and your mm-hmm. community uh, at your physical home church? I would, how, how would you do that? Yeah, I would say you have to use the you know both resources um, and and offer tools to to both. And I think when you're mindful that your physical community can also be a part of your online community, you're not necessarily focusing on one or the other. You're actually including both of them uh, and meshing them together. So, as a pastor, you know per se, when I am creating content, you know for the worship service, which would be the sermon, right? Or the teaching or the discussion, we know, however your church, you know, does their, uh, their worship services, you're creating them for both spaces. And so you're not necessarily saying, okay, you know, we need to set, you know, this specific time for the online, which I'm not saying is necessarily a bad thing, but you're not, you know, necessarily putting an entire focus on one, you're actually including both at the same time. And so I think it's important 
when you are creating these resources and these tools to keep in mind that, you know, both can be a part of um, that community. Like for me, I was listening to the village church a lot when I was working at Amazon, but I was, uh, you know, I was delivery driving and I was driving around and I would listen to, to, you know, Matt Chandler sermons and, uh, it was helpful for me because it encouraged me. You're not me. David. Oops. <laughs> Best lines. Such a mic drop moment. Um, but it was cool because like I got to learn as I was, you know, out and working and, you know, uh, it encouraged me, you know, if I was in high stress situations at work that, you know, I had that as a resource and that, mm-hmm. you know, something that they say that I think is really encouraging for all creators, um, is that if you do have a, like, you should have an online or sorry, you should have a local community that you're a part of Yes, that this online community is supplemental to. Um, that it's, you know, an encouragement to, because, you know, when we do neglect, uh, the, the local part and we're solely in online, I I think you, there is an element that's missing and I don't know how to necessarily describe it, but it's just, it's more organic for lack of better words to be a part of a local community where I'm in person with them and encouraging them and praying with them and worshiping with them. Can you do those things online? Absolutely. And can they be beneficial? Absolutely. I've been a part of it. It's been great. Um, but then there's also an aspect of uh, breaking bread with one another mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, laying hands and praying and you know things like that um, that you don't necessarily have in the online space, which again, both of these sides are great. And I think both of them can be useful. And I think you know, as creators, it's important for us to examine, um, you know, when I'm creating my content, um, it can be for both communities and I can use my gifts to both and not necessarily, not necessarily focus on one or the other, if that makes sense. Yeah. Maybe that's a good, uh, helpful tip is to, Hey, when you're making content, planning a sermon, writing a Bible study, making music, uh, you know, animating stuff, think of when you're doing it for your physical church, Think about how you might pivot a little bit uh, and do that for the online space and have people in your social media sphere of influence, have them in mind mm-hmm. when you're creating that stuff, when you're putting stuff together, when you're parent- some people on this, I know are listening going, listen, I don't, I don't necessarily live in the online space. Uh, that's not possible to kind of combine the two worlds. Then why do you watch Netflix with your family? Mm. Uh, why do you gather around videos and, and laugh your heads off until someone <laughs> falls off the chair? Why do you send videos to one in physical, real life? You're yeah. sitting on the same couch sending each other memes. Why, why is mm. the digital space so a part of, at least in our culture today, almost a necessary component of mm-hmm. human interaction now? Mm-hmm. Why is it so ingrained into the way that we, we interact with each other? Mm. And if, if you're already doing that, you might as well pivot and start thinking about, well, when it comes to ministry and my gifts and my content and community, how do I, how do I balance the two and make sure I'm, I'm, I'm maybe even using both effectively? Because mm-hmm. you're, I'll tell you, like, my desire eventually is to get as many churches as possible. Uh, the kind of template we're using now for the Discord server mm-hmm. and almost just present that on a silver platter to any pastor or leader and go, hey, uh, your church is great. Do you want an opportunity completely free for your 
your your body together mm-hmm. every day of the week somehow yeah. and pray. Yeah. You're like, what? How? Well, we have this platform that's free. You can download it and you can create mm-hmm. online church because most pastors only think online church as like live streaming the service. Mm-hmm. They don't think outside the four walls. You know, just like you go to lunch after service, yeah. you can jump on a, a, a voice call in the Discord, or you mm-hmm. can you can start you know talking through pe- with people who are like, I need prayer. You can do mm-hmm. that in the online sphere, even like uh, even in church. I've done it. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, my my past pastors. Oops. It's just what it is. Yeah. Um, last question: What are some examples of you benefiting from having mm-hmm. an online community? And mm. then using your gifts in an online capacity, yeah. Like how might how did that complement what you did in the mm-hmm. physical world mm-hmm. for your physical church and family? Yeah, for me, uh, I so a little bit of a you know personal uh, testimony here. I when I was looking for starting off my ministry career, it really started uh, actually in the online space where I was. Uh, using Zoom to preach to a um, Chinese church youth group, which is really cool that I got to, you know, start off that way because it was during a time where they were not meeting physically. Um, you know, COVID was going on and, you know, all that drama. And that's super fun. But um, it was an encouragement because I was able to still reach people uh, through a screen. And even though, again, it's to us, it's still like inorganic. There's not that, you know, that uh, physical community that you're a part of. Um, I was able to use my my teaching skills to impact the lives of the students. And that's kind of what kicked off, you know, my start to teaching and, and discipleship. And so um, it, it at least like helped me advance in my discipleship skills and teaching skills. And so I was able to use that in a physical church and was able to be a part of a physical community where I was doing the same. And so I would take those online, you know, uh, skills that I was building up and, you know, or my, my teaching skills that I was using online and, and growing and maturing in. And I was able to, you know, adapt it to, uh, the physical church and able to help out, you know, my, my local church with those things. So kind of a little bit of personal testimony, but I was able to, to benefit from, from both and able to use both my, you know, my gifts in both realms, which is really cool. In the early COVID days. Yeah. Me. <laughs> long as time a ago. Pastor, <laughs> when Moses potted the Red Sea, <laughs> I was in youth ministry and my kids were online on TikTok. So I did live streams, right? <laughs> and then uh, what was weird was, I actually saw some of the youth kids jumping on the live streams going, this is great. This is awesome. Keep Uh doing it. Uh And then when COVID, you know, kind of went away and I went back to church, those same kids were like, man, that helped me so much. Mm. And, And now that live streaming experience or getting to teach them in an online space, like kind of their domain, like, we mm-hmm. own the TikToks, we the kids, <laughs> like going into their domain and, and meeting them where they were at did something for our, our relationship in person. It even like encouraged them to share the videos and get a few, you know, people interested in coming to our youth group physically. Like there are just so many ways I didn't think of it happening like that. Um, and we would even live stream sometimes our our youth service so that pe- kids who couldn't come, you know, mm-hmm. there's just all, so many different ways. Uh, kids would connect with each other. They would find other kids mm. from around the world that aren't even at our youth group, and they'd connect over, you know, us live streaming. So I think physically in person, there's so many ways God can work that out. And all we're trying to tell you guys is that 
we're not trying to tell you to do something new. Mm-hmm. You, you're already online. You're already watching YouTube. You're already commenting on Instagram. You're already sharing mm-hmm. Facebook posts. Mm-hmm. You're already deleting mean tweets. You're you're already <laughs> sending funny <laughs> TikToks to each other. All we're saying is mm-hmm. be more thoughtful and intentional about how mm-hmm. you're doing that in a community setting mm-hmm. and find a community where you can do that with other believers who are around the world doing the same thing you're doing. Yeah. You know? I think we're saying. another thing too for me is when I when I started um, preaching at, at a local church and was was physical. I still, like you had said, you know, was doing that online. Um, you know, I was live streaming and uh, live streaming the physical teaching and things like that. So physical content also was distributed to you know an online content and people that weren't able to be there or weren't necessarily available were still able to be available for that to receive that content. And so um, it's important when we are creating content, whether it is music, whether it is uh, teaching, you know, whether it is, um, I don't even know, like group studies and things like that, you know, you're able to still use your, your gifts to still reach people even though they're not able to necessarily physically be there there's also people that we we had where they had uh physical illnesses and things like that and they weren't able to to be there physically um because it might have affected them uh in their in their health and so you have to be mindful of all different types of people that um would be impacted by you know the content that you create that you're still able to put out there and put globally because people can be impacted by it I'll end with this because I'm sure people who are parents and you're not you're not an online create content creator, you're not a millennial, you know, you're not out there making videos, you're like, What about me? Come on, guys. <laughs> well, here we are. We wanna talk about you parents. Your kids eventually and even now, I'm sure you let them kind of mindlessly watch YouTube sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you throw on some cocoa melon and just let them go to town um so you can get the dishes done. So I, mm. I would say that your kids are already kind of being developed in mm. this online world mm-hmm. uh, where YouTube and Netflix are a part of their life. Disney Plus is a part of their life. These uh-huh. are streaming platforms. These are these are ways in which communities form. Communities form around these platforms. It's weird, okay, but they it naturally happens. Right. Like in real life, you talk about what you're watching on Disney Plus and it's the weirdest thing ever <laughs> and I don't recommend it. But your kids are already like doing it. They're being a part of it. My encouragement to you is as a parent... Um, Maybe be thoughtful about and consider, okay, uh, finding some kind of uh, online outlet for your kids to maybe get to know other godly, you know, parented children or Mm -hmm. uh, a little weird, right? But maybe you can meet up and schedule playdates and people you go to church with, for example, people you trust, you know, you know their kids, you love them. Maybe you allow, you know, uh, them to somehow have a little online community somewhere and talk and and watch a video watch a super book episode together or mm-hmm. or uh maybe you are go- like hey church physical church we need to find something because my kids are online and mm-hmm. they don't read yet they don't do that kind of stuff or type but they like to talk to other kids mm-hmm. about jesus and mm-hmm. and since they're at, on the couch anyway just mindlessly soaking in uh, dragon riders I, I would rather than like engage with other people other kids so uh, <laughs> my kids are doing that right now yeah. you know I'd rather so I, I don't know that's not like a super helpful example uh-huh. but parents like 
you can be strategic about mm. building community around that online space for your kids or incorporate that into your family atmosphere intentionally. Mm-hmm. Be thoughtful about what you let your kids watch and then let that form conversation at the dinner table mm-hmm. or when you guys are you know walking to the park. Form conversation around. That way they don't compartmentalize Mm-hmm. Content in the online world from the physical, you actually incorporate it and go, What'd you watch today? Oh, mm-hmm. What'd you think about that? Okay. Yeah. And let it have real physical life conversations mm-hmm. result from it or something. And, and I know that churches too are developing online things. Like, again, another example is the village who create um, content for kids specifically. So there's like online uh, videos and worship and teachings and Bible studies and things like that. And so you can use. Totally. that kind of online space to encourage your kids. Um, and it's, again, it's another part or piece where you can have supplemental, um, you know, learning, um, opportunities for your kids. And so, yeah. you know, if your kids are going to a physical, uh, you know, Bible study, a Sunday school or things like that, they can still learn because who honestly, I mean, Sunday school, like kids have the, the attention span of like a peanut. So, like there's like 0.2 seconds where you're actually getting their attention. And so, you know, things where you have um, like an online video can be maybe more appealing to a child. And I'm not necessarily saying sit them in front of, you know, the TV for hours, but you know, if you are going to put something on, maybe it's something that's beneficial to them, like, you know, a resource like that. And so, you know, on the other side of that, um, you know, we as creators or a part of a, a local church community can push for something like that for your for your local community because mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be just the village church or other churches that are, you know, creating those resources. It can be us as well um, who are creating those resources for our local people who can be a part of that online, mm-hmm. um, you know, resource as well from those, from those churches. Here are three possible examples for you parents. I'm going to end on you parents because you guys always seem to get the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. Pastors and two parents. I'm one. I'm one of you too. Tanner's one of you. Yep. We get it. Here's one way. Maybe your Sunday school group for your kids, since they're going to Sunday school already, maybe the three and four year olds. Maybe you know you let them FaceTime each other, have a little Zoom call with each other, and share what they learned from the lesson with their friends on a Monday morning or something mm-hmm. like that. Or this can be fun. But maybe you you in, invite other kids to watch a Superbook episode with your kids online, and then you're streaming it. You're not watching it on the phone, but you're on the TV. And then like you can let your kid have the phone and FaceTime their their friends or whatever Zoom call, mm-hmm. and let them like w- let them set the phone on their couch so it's like their friends next to them and they can yeah. talk to each other. It's it's since we're already building community around content in the online space, you might as well train your children to do that well like mm-hmm. christ-centered content be intentional with the people don't like let it be all about content a third mm-hmm. way is my son and i have made music uh just for fun to help him memorize scripture maybe mm-hmm. you can start creating stuff like that with your kids make mm-hmm. fun videos that will help teach other kids the main point of a scripture and mm-hmm. go here's what johnny learned johnny share and johnny can be in like a good old t-rex costume running mm-hmm. around being samson and kids are like whoa i want to be like little johnny and mm. make a video too. And then mm. all of a sudden you're you're sharing content that you've made that's instructing your kids, helping other pe- kids uh, learn about the Bible. And, and now you're actually being intentional about yeah. the content you're distributing and receiving. So I think that's cool because at that point when you're doing that, you're, you're taking steps as a parent and planting seeds in your kids, you know, mind. And that's, that's how they grow up to mature is understanding Mom and dad, when they were teaching me uh, 
you know, my, my faith walk, it was more than just a Sunday. And I think that that's cool because then you're planting seeds in your child's mind that there's other resources that they can partake in and things that they can learn from. But then also like you get to be a part of that community. Like you said, you can do those, you know, FaceTimes and things like that and use that resource to encourage other kids their age. And they grow up looking back and saying, wow, like, you know, my parents were intentional you know, for, for me to be a part of a community where I wasn't just going on Sunday mornings, it was more than just that. Uh, you know, I can go on play dates and things like that, but sometimes we don't have the, again, it's all about availability, right? And I might not have the availability, but I have a resource and a tool online where I can use that to benefit my child or myself. And some of you are Amish and you'll never let your kid touch a keyboard. So that's fine as well. Like and you're if, somehow listening to this podcast. Somehow you found this Literally accidental. Literally have no idea. And, uh, <laughs> You found us, so we won't tell anyone. Shh, don't worry. We won't pick up our stoning rocks. Maybe they're they're like they're hearing it through like one of those old fashioned like horns. I don't know. I don't know. How would they listen? How would Amish listen to this podcast? We're not making fun of Amish people, just to be very clear. <laughs> but there is a funny episode of uh, you bought your stoning stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, uh, Studio C, right? Thank you, Studio Mercy. C. Mercy. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> yeah, so so we're we're not saying this is for everyone, but for those sure. that are, you know, you're gonna allow your kid online. You're online, mm-hmm. and you're not just Amish. Then consider <laughs> these things, all right? If you're Amish and you're like, shoot, I'm missing out. Yeah, come join the online space. Yeah, uh, but if your convictions say otherwise, we'll mm-hmm. not tell you to violate those. I think that's it. We covered everything. Yeah, that's all we have just for you be, guys today. Be a part of, be a resource, and attain resources. I think that's kind of the theme. Be a resource. And attain resources. Thanks for listening. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to today's Above Reproach Church podcast. If you've benefited from this content or this ministry in any way, there are a number of ways you can support what we're doing to help people move towards Jesus. We're completely funded by generous supporters like you, so if you'd like to partner with us financially, you can head to abovereproachministry.com slash donate, and you can give through debit or credit card, you can give through PayPal, Venmo, Patreon, or even just mail a check to P.O. Box 338, Green Cove Springs, Florida 32043. Or grab some of our church merch to represent Jesus on your body wherever you go. Either way, while you're on the website, check out all of our free resources, our online church, my book Fruitful, as well as everything else going on in our online ministry. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep moving towards Jesus.